crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Yes, it's time once again for another Big Fake Radio Show. Joining me as always is new Larry, Kevin Jank. Yeah, I don't have a quote from this movie because I think there was like an hour-long stretch where there was no dialogue, so I there don't know. There was a really yeah. good quote, and I can't remember what it was now. Shoot. <laughs> uh, Tuffy, oh yeah, Tuffy's here, my personal attorney, spiritual advisor. Do you have a quote from this movie, Tuffy? You silly people, why do you persist? Eh, that's a it's this fake radio show. <laughs> yes, well, that's a, that's a go. good point. The sound <laughs> point. But uh, there, I'm pretty sure there was a quote. You know, oh, um, she says, uh, "All right, we're watching the movie tonight. We're watching is called Iron Warrior from 1987." And as I described yeah. it to Larry today on the Twitter, it's sword and sorcery at a time when before bras. So it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> But there's one point where this guy's trying to, this sword guy, is uh, he's with his princess, and he's going to go do something. And she says, uh, uh, they'll kill you. And he says, uh, no. She, he says something, no, they won't. And she says, how do you know? And he goes, because then I'll be dead, or something along those lines. Does that ring a bell at all? Yeah. It's, I think that yeah. was the only thing listed under quotes on the IMDb page, <laughs> but even that wasn't very good. So I'm like, uh. I thought it was hilariously awkward, but I loved it. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's Iron Warrior. That's what we'll be uh, discussing. And it's on Tubi, as most of the gems we find are. Now, uh, I was, I thought I had a show booked. All right. <laughs> so, uh, today, <laughs> today I woke up and I said, Oh, you know what? I'm going to message our buddy, the Ed. You know, we're, uh, about to enter the second week of the NFL season. Lots of football to discuss. A lot of big happenings in the world of football, you know. A lot of big things yeah. happen. Well, talk to Tuffy about it, and I'm sure Jenks got some thoughts on it too. Yeah, the Bears are going to go 16 and one this year. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, so, so I, I texted the end. I'm like, "Hey, any chance of fake radio?" And he goes, "Yes," because he will be driving home from Las Vegas, so you know he can do fake radio because his wife's not around. You know, mm-hmm. so he's like, "Yeah, do it tonight." Talk. So uh, I, I settled in for my uh, after dinner nap. You know, between like seven and eight o'clock. And uh, I, I just start to doze off. My phone starts ringing. And sure enough, it's the Ed. And he's like, hey, I can't do the show tonight. I'm like, why not? He got a new cell phone. He can't figure out how it works. So I can't do the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, he can't figure out how to do oh, Skype. No. <laughs> yeah, I remember your logins. Oh, yes. man. Yeah, he can't remember all the passwords. So uh, we're kind of screwed. We thought we had the Ed for the first hour, but uh, not so much. If only we still had blog talk. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so he says he will figure out his phone by next week. Next week, the Ed will return to fake radio, in theory. But then I'm sure his wife will be around and he won't be allowed to do anything. But, so next week, we'll have an entertaining show. But this week, yeah. not so much. Suffer through. <laughs> but another update on the Ed. Apparently, his uh, 
he was telling me his A1C, you know, that number there where they got the, uh, the blood sugar or whatnot, you know? Yeah. Uh, he told me that his A1C used to be 8.8. That's not good. I, yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think anything over six is trouble, you know? I think. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So he said he went to the doctor uh, yesterday, though, or today, or I can't remember, probably yesterday. And he's got it down to 5.8. So good on you, the Ed. Look at you. Wow. Yeah. Getting healthy. Like candy from Walgreens. Really That's what I on. told him. I said, hey, you can't beat <laughs> I can't the chocolate Santa's from Walgreens anymore. And he's like, no, no, Walgreens is done. He's not he's not eating any of that. And he says he only eats like, he drinks like five sodas a, a, a month, he thinks. Five sodas a month. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah. Yeah. So good on the Ed. Well, well, I'm sure we'll get a big update next week for him. All right. So uh, without the Ed here, we're kind of screwed. But uh, (laughs) we'll we'll talk about football. (laughs) We'll watch this movie. Yeah. Also, Tuffy, this might be the brother update. Oh, yeah. Speaking of big brother, real quick, I started telling you guys a story. And then uh, we started the show. But I checked the uh, big brother scholarly research site I go to, you know. And the very first topic I see, I'm just quoting it, America getting fingered day 45. Well, yeah, those two uh, might be getting split up here, so I guess they're getting it in while they can. <laughs> well, might want to do a little more than that if you're getting it in while you can. But uh, <laughs> so good on America there. And again, there's a, a lady named America on the show. It's not like the country yeah. is getting fingered. <laughs> the country is getting the finger, yeah. It's her. All right, we'll talk about that later. Uh, also, uh, Tuffy, this might be the greatest episode of SmackDown in the history of the planet because it started out with uh, Pat McAfee coming on. And uh, then Austin, yeah. Austin Theory came down to confront Pat McAfee, and they started yapping. And then uh, McAfee said, uh, hey, uh, wait up there. And then, boom, the Rock's music hits, and that Rock came out. Oh, yeah, because Pat uh, was doing his show live from Boulder, Colorado today for uh, college game day tomorrow. And uh, The Rock was a guest on his ESPN show today. And so the SmackDown's in Denver. So it's like an hour away. And they uh, both went up there then. But so The Rock, The Rock started things off and the pop the crowd gave him was insane. It was probably the loudest pop. Yeah, I can ever hear it. It was huge. And then uh, their segment was a good 20 minutes or so. And then later uh, tonight, uh, John Cena is going to be on with uh, Grayson yeah. Waller. And AJ Styles and Finn Balor started out the wrestling portion of this show. Hey. Uh, uh, L.A. Knight and the Miz was just wrestling, I think. And then later, Oscar and Bailey. So this That's is a hell, of a, a hell of a SmackDown. Man, good Lord. Yeah. You get The Rock and Cena on the same show. Well, they can't work otherwise, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what the thing is. And, I'm assuming uh, that's a big part of why Scene is on for the next, like, month or two is because all of his acting gigs yeah. are not happening right now. And when The Rock was on uh, McAfee's show today, he was telling some stories about the wrestling and whatnot, and he said a couple of important things came out. One, uh, his last match against John Cena, he said they were wrestling, and uh, Cena gave him a rock bottom early in the match. And he said he felt something like pop down in his uh, lower abdomen and he thought a bone came out through his skin. So he checked and it was all right. But then he said his legs went numb. And, uh, oh, cool. he, yeah, but he, uh, was still able to work it. He, he asked the ref, the ref goes, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. 
but uh, how much longer do we have here in a match? And the ref says, oh, well, about 25 minutes. <laughs> so he had to rest <laughs> And then he said on the finish, uh, John Cena hit him with the, uh, the attitude adjustment off the top rope, you know? And, uh, he said when he hit on that, he tore his whole abdomen. Tore. And he had to have, uh, three emergency hernia operations. Like three hernias had to be repaired because his whole abdomen ripped. And uh, that, that first injury though, was his quad, like the tendon connecting his quad to his hip bone popped. And that oh. went off. So he was, and he finished that, the, Yeah. So is this all to say that The Rock is never going to wrestle Roman Reigns? Well, that's the uh, point number two. He said that the, it was a done deal, him versus Roman. They were going to wrestle at last WrestleMania. Uh, he met with Vince McMahon mm-hmm. and Nick Khan back at the beginning of 2022, and they said, yeah, let's do it. And they agreed on doing it, but they wanted to come up with some something like a, a good angle for it, and they said they could never uh, figure it out because they just never found mm-hmm. anything they liked. So they pushed it back. And then he said, you know what? But there is a WrestleMania coming up in Philly this year. And the crowd went nuts. The crowd. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe the rock. I, mean, uh, I feel like the angle is the rock comes in and says, Hey, I'm here representing the elders and, uh, you're not the yeah. tribal chief anymore. So let's fight. Yeah. That's not that hard of an himself. angle to write up. Yeah. But I guess they were, uh, <laughs> I think the way that the rock put it is he wanted it to be something, uh, long lasting, like not just a one off deal or something. Yeah, like he wanted it to be a, Something that would be really significant. So, but then where does this leave Cody? Because everyone thought, oh, it's going to be Cody. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I still I feel like it's going to be Cody and Roman, but. I don't know. It seems like The Rock might want to get back in there. Well, The Rock is just the guy who likes to get a cheap pop, you know? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> the writer's strike will be over by then, so he'll be, a, he'll be gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, we'll the backlog of those Fast and Furious and Hobbs and Shaw movies to make. <laughs> But uh, Austin Theory cut a really good promo in the uh, ring with The Rock and McAfee. It was probably Austin Theory's shining moment. It was really good. So uh, yeah, and of course he ate a people's elbow, but um, maybe it'll be uh, elevating him to the next level. And uh, hey, Becky Lynch won the NXT Women's Title this past Tuesday, beating Tiffany Stratton. That match was great. Yeah. And uh, so big, a lot of big things happening in the wrestling world. But let's talk uh, football, Tuffy, because I asked Jank about this last uh-huh. night. We recorded Flea Market Fantasy, and uh, the Bears had a rough day, right, uh, their opening yeah. game? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to ease into the season. You don't want to go 100% <laughs> the first game, you know? <laughs> and Ju- Justin Fields, it doesn't look – everyone thought, oh, he's an MVP candidate this year because surely his passing yeah. will improve. But no, not really. Yeah. And a lot of people's passing <laughs> no. improves by the time they're in their – Second season of the NFL, <laughs> but uh, not so much with him. So uh, they lost. Who did they play? The Packers. Oh, that's that had to yeah. hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was not good. Have we ever won a game against them in like the last twenty years? Because you figure it's this is your time. At least a decade. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. I think we beat Aaron Rodgers like twice. So they didn't you have know. Christian Watson either. My, one of my fantasy players, he was out. No, but uh, Jordan Love looks like we got another two decades of a Green Bay quarterback whooping up on us. Well, I don't know. It's tough to tell how good he is because, in fairness, he was playing the Bears. Yeah, there were some throws that – and they should have beaten us by more, honestly, because he did miss a few open throws. But 
Yeah, everyone's yeah. all excited about Jordan Love. Let's see how he does against an NFL team, and then we'll judge what he does. Uh, so, but I asked Jenk because I heard some uh, news reports that there's infighting in the front office. Have you heard any of this, Tuffy? Um, I mean, the front office is incompetent, so that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it seems like uh, who's their coach, Matt Uberflus or Eberflus? Yeah, Matt Eberflus. That sounds and like a is it championship winning. Ryan Pace is their GM, I think. Yeah, so there are reports that everyone's unhappy with everybody else and uh, all sorts of turmoil. And the family is uh, run by the McCaskies, who are also not very competent, and they're also trying to bilk the suburbs out of money for a free stadium to not play at Soldier Field anymore, which is crazy. And, and hey, Tuffy, I don't mean to uh, discourage you, but it looks like the Lions are a wagon. Them Lions look pretty good, you know? You, uh, you scared? Well, the good news is I was talking to my sister-in-law last night who's a Vikings fan, and we're as good as the Vikings right now. <laughs> yeah, the Vikings defense is an atrocity. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, but, uh, also I'm not worried about the Lions because until they win a playoff game, they are yeah. still the Lions. Well, so. Tuffy, this this will probably scare you a little bit, but Cham is all in on the Lions this year. I've got uh, Jameer Gibbs, Dave Montgomery, and Sam Laporta. So yeah, that doesn't scare deep. me. That I'm afraid for Cham, but no, no, no. That means they're winners. And uh, the Lions, like Matt Stafford to Calvin Johnson, that was a fantasy gold line, but the team was fucking <laughs> that, terrible. That is a fair point. Yeah, that is a fair point. But. Uh, yeah, so uh, what else in the hot in – the, oh, Aaron Rodgers got injured. That's big news. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers yeah. is pretty much done for his career probably. Nah, he was on McAfee's <laughs> show today as well. McAfee had quite the show. He had uh, Deion Sanders. He, yeah, Steve? Aaron Rodgers ah. might not know he's done for his career, but he is done for his career. He is well, going to be 40 years old. <laughs> he said he's coming back. He said he's coming back, definitely. And he said him he and Vince were talking about it. They have a whole angle like that. Like shadow world after his <laughs> ayahuasca trip. So <laughs> but, I don't, don't believe everything Aaron Rodgers says. He was also. Yeah, didn't he uh, think he was going to be the new host of Jeopardy at one point? So I don't think he knows what he's talking well, about. Well, he didn't think he was. Like he he was like part. He did host Jeopardy, didn't he? Like a couple times. <laughs> and uh, but he was the in the important thing to remember here yeah. is that Aaron Rodgers is the devil. So don't listen to anything. <laughs> but. Aaron Rodgers, he's kind of hinting that he's not ruling out coming back this season from the tourniquet. Again, so. Aaron Rodgers is an insane person who went on an ayahuasca trip and thinks he can see the colors of the universe now. Well, yeah. So he probably thinks in his head that if he just thinks hard enough, he can heal his own ankle without even going to a doctor. No, he's going to the, uh, the doctors. He already had the surgery. and uh, Yeah. So, and, you know, he comes on every Tuesday on the McAfee show. He wasn't on this Tuesday because of the injury. So he came on today, and he said, yeah, he'll be coming on every Tuesday still. He's not, you know, and uh, he's going to be he's around. Nothing else yeah. Today. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to be around the Jets soon. He can't be there yet because, you know, he's, he uh, has to wait until he can actually walk around and stuff. But, um, yeah, he says he'll uh, be back helping Zach Wilson. So uh, how about the Jets winning that game, though, Tommy? That was insane. Yeah. That was not good for my fantasy team that has Jared Allen as their starting quarterback. Oh, you mean Josh Allen. Or Josh, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen, yeah, not Jared Allen. That's Those are nightmares from the past, uh, Tuffy and Jared Allen and the Vikings running over the Bears all those years. Yeah. That, that scared you. Didn't he play for the Bears for like a season or two at the end? Uh, I do not know. 
uh, I think you would know that, you know. But, uh, uh, I mean, listen, there's been a lot of guys who come through at the end of their career and don't do anything. <laughs> and a lot of alcohol has passed through Tuffy's lips since then. <laughs> yeah. And but a lot yeah, of guys who come through at the beginning and middle of their career and don't do anything, so. But, yeah, Josh Allen looked terrible. Four turnovers. Yeah. That, uh, I think that team I have, Tua, is the backup, though, so that's promising. Well, speaking of Tua, yeah, he threw for 466 against San Diego. But you know who had two on his bench last week? Larry. Because Larry started yeah. Kenny Pickett, and uh, he lost to the yeah, edge. didn't go so good. Yeah, Monkey Nuts <laughs> beat Larry in our fantasy football league. He beat him good. <laughs> and uh, so this week, <laughs> Kenny, Pickett, Kenny Pickett has been benched this week. Yeah, so. I saw that on the Twitters. <laughs> Yeah, so it's that's two. sad because Larry's like, I was gonna ride him the whole season, no matter what. He took now, him in the one sixth weekend. round. The sixth round. He uh, took <laughs> well, by the time Tua gets his third concussion, maybe Pickett will turn it around and he can start yeah. against for Larry. Maybe, and of course, Cham is one. And uh, we beat the Stone Cold ETs, and because uh, they had Joe Burrow going for them, rough week for Joe Burrow. <laughs> week one, he didn't look so good either. Uh, this week I'm playing Tom Buck too. And he has that TJ Hawkinson fella, and he already scored two touchdowns last night. So I'm not happy about that. That's a rough start for champ. But we'll pull it out because we're champions. That's what we do. All right. Yeah, I uh, had that, uh, that Devontae so you guys Smith know or something. Pulling it out. Yeah, Devontae Smith had a uh, quite the game. Like 160, 70 yards or something. Oh, DeAndre, well, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift ran for that many yards. I don't know how many uh, Devontae Smith caught, but I think he had two touchdowns receiving. Yeah, he had a good game. I know that. Yeah. So, all right, there's your football update. Anything else about football, Tuffy, you would like to talk about? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, well, well let me just say this as a uh, Steeler uh, acquaintance. I'm not necessarily a fan. They they look terrible. Yeah, I watched <laughs> a lot of that. They were not good. Now, you got to understand, and, uh, everyone in the in the area was so excited about this season. Like, when I drive to hockey, I'm always hearing the uh, sports radio. <laughs> and last week, on Friday, driving to the rink, everyone's saying, oh, they're going to go. The, the one radio host said they're going to go 14-3, and uh, three, and they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And he said, when I'm looking at their schedule, I just can't find more than three losses. They are going to be uh, great. Gonna, yeah. So, now this week, on Monday, that same guy was like, this team's not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to break the bad news to this sports radio host, but the Browns <laughs> and the Bengals and the Ravens are all better than the Steelers. <laughs> Everyone thought the Steelers. I think the Dave had them going eleven and six. I thought they were going to be pretty good this year. I just had that feeling, and who knows? Maybe they will. They could still be good. Yeah. San Francisco could just be very good. Yeah, San Francisco, I think, is the best team in the NFL. So losing to them is it's not shameful, but how they lost was just embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> they just got beat up and bullied all over the field. Uh, Pickett looked awful. The offense was dr- uh, still looks as garbage as it's always been under Matt Canada, the uh, offensive coordinator. And then Cam Hayward, their stud defensive tackle, he's out for eight weeks. He got injured. Deontay Johnson is out for at least four or five weeks with a hamstring. So I don't know. They look And they play Cleveland on Monday night. If they lose to Cleveland and go 0-2, they are going to lose to Cleveland. <laughs> oh, no, that'll be awful. <laughs> Things will go downhill. Uh, 
for all the problems with Deshaun Watson, uh, he still looks like he's a very good quarterback. No, he, he looks terrible. I don't think he looks good at all, but, uh, well, they look good against the Bengals. They won, but I don't know if he looked good. Their defense they just looked really good. They smoked him. Yeah, because their yeah. defense looks really good. Yeah, so, Miles uh, Garrett might uh, Kenny Pickett. I'm patient <laughs> for Larry. Yeah, this, uh, man, if they go to, that would be kind of funny. Kind of funny. Yeah. Oh. The Bears are going to go out, too, so <laughs> it'll be fine. Join the club. Who do they have this week? It doesn't really matter, but Tampa Bay. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tampa Bay got a surprising win last week. Yeah, uh, they beat the Vikings. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think the Bears Baker Mayfield's going to look like an all-pro quarterback this week. <laughs> I don't know. So, all right, uh, Jack, any NFL thoughts you'd like to share? <laughs> uh, so many, but I'll like, keep it concise and uh, just keep them to myself. All right, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk uh, Iron Warrior, I guess. Uh, oh, well, yeah. by the way, Tuffy's driving up to Michigan as we go, because this is the last trip to Michigan, right, Tuffy? you got to close things up? Yeah. Put the boat away? Get the boat out of the water and all that nonsense. Yeah. Now, does the whole family go up to do this, or just you? Yeah, everybody's up there. All right. Because there's a lot of shit to do, so. More hands makes less work. Yeah. yeah, although my dad is becoming less and less physically able to do things, so, you know. Is that by choice? Go, or? No, because uh, they're going, I got a cousin getting married in New York, so my parents are going with uh, my aunt and uncle to, like, New York City for vacation, and then driving up to Schenectady, I think, for the wedding. Yeah. And uh, then next month, the whole family's going to Disney. And then my nice parents shit. have to go to Colorado right after that, or right before that, for another wedding. And then they got to go to Tennessee for another thing right after that. Uh, so my dad was supposed to be, uh, you know, getting into shape, getting around, doing some exercise, get ready to do all this walking on these vacations. Uh-huh. And uh, he has not done that. He's not an exercising kind of person. <laughs> How old a fellow? Uh, he's tried father? barefoot water skiing. Uh, <laughs> late 60s, and his A1C probably rivals the Ed. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, this week he had to go to the doctor because uh, his knee was swelling up, and they told him it's arthritis, and just gave him a brace. Oh, yeah. So, my, yeah. My mom's got the arthritis in her knee bad, too. Uh, hey, hey, speaking of uh, medical stuff, I was talking to my one buddy today, and he was saying he, he likes to do his own medical testing on his own, you know? Well, that seems smart. <laughs> well, not like in a lab. He like uh, does blood panels with independent blood things. You know what I mean? Like you can get these labs. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He, tests or whatever. Okay. Yeah, he's not in his basement shooting up. Yeah, drawing yeah, blood. Yeah, like, I'm going <laughs> to slice my Experiment arm number one. inside. <laughs> Jake, as we learned on Flea Market Fantasy, scientists that experiment on themselves, it never ends well. It always ends well. <laughs> Especially you're injecting yourself with animal DNA. It's going to turn yeah, you into that animal. Or whatever. But anyway, as part of this process, he was uh, donating plasma, and he found out that there's a place uh, near his house. When you when you give the plasma, they pay you $90. Yeah. Oh. And uh, because it's not the same as a blood donation. Like plasma, I guess, you know, you're not actually giving yeah. the blood. So you can. Yeah, they have to separate it all out. Yeah, and uh, so you can give uh, plasma much more often than you can give blood. 
So it's like a 48-hour window. You yeah. just got to wait. So you can give it twice a week. And he said if you uh, give it eight times a month at this place, they give you like $1,500. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, why am I busting my ass trying to edit? Yeah. So I just go get blood everywhere. Plasma. Yeah. <laughs> Give all your plasma. Well, Mike Dow, all plasma must go. I've never seen what you physically look like, but just from what I know, <laughs> if they try to take plasma out of you, you might not make it. My plasma <laughs> has to be pristine. A vegan who doesn't smoke, drink, eat sugar, anything. i got to have the purest your- blood ever. Your plasma might be pristine, but if it was removed from your ecosystem, there might be a collapse. I could but probably it's fortified spare. with good bean. That'll keep them going. <laughs> Those are like I, can't, I don't. Yeah, I don't even eat good bean anymore because uh, that whole crown issue I was having with my tooth, that was fucking up eating the good bean. Yeah, they told you don't chew on rocks. Yeah, so, so I switched to a softer form of roasted chickpea. It's like <laughs> the Gerber's baby food of <laughs> roasted chickpeas. They're just lightly roasted, and uh, yeah, so they're not hard on the teeth. But um, uh, but yeah, maybe I'll be uh, selling plasma here soon. That might be fun. Yeah, <laughs> I might have to get in on this. Sounds like quite the deal. <laughs> and then you go to the sperm bank right after you make a tour. <laughs> you know, get a little Frank on you. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like selling plasma was a thing I always wanted to do when I was in college, but I was just too lazy to go do it. Yeah, it seems like quite the deal. Remember when, uh, do you guys watch the 90s cartoon uh, Spider-Man show? Uh, yeah. Morbius had to always, like, steal people's plasma because they're like, they couldn't get away with him being, you know, drinking blood on the show. So he had, like, little suction cups in his hands that would, like, drain people of their plasma. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. I was like, I hunger for plasma. <laughs> a pretty good Morbius impression. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll be selling plasma here soon. All right. After that, uh, anything else to discuss or get into Iron Warrior? That's, uh... Uh, yeah, we can save Big Brother for after. It's been a good week. Yeah. All right. So, Iron Warrior, Tuffy, this was your choice. It's on Tubi. Why did you choose yeah. Iron Warrior? Uh, I feel like it's been a while since I had a good uh, swords and sorcery movie. Yeah, you um, seem to enjoy these when we uh, watch them, right? Yeah, and we still haven't had a good one in a while, but I thought I would give it a <laughs> shot. Yeah, this one. Uh, well, I'll tell you yeah. why. Uh, I think we mentioned this at the end of last week's show, or maybe we talked about it after we quit recording. I can't remember. But one of the influencing factors was Tuffy checked the parental guide, right, Tuffy? Yeah, <laughs> and you really oversold it. Well, uh, yeah. I will read uh, what the parental guide hit from uh, on IMDb has. Uh, th- it has three points. The first one, two women's breasts are exposed through a toga. A princess is seen from behind while dressing. All right. yeah. That's that, that, good I so think far. Is the most accurate description. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. Part two here. T- Tiziana Altieri's hairy vagina and breasts are shown in a bedroom scene in this movie. Well, first of all, that makes it sound like she has a hairy vagina and breasts. <laughs> and her breasts were not hairy. Her breasts were yeah. awesome. Yeah, this girl was amazing. Um, it, she was the young sorcerer, like when the sorceress was the young lady. Yeah. That, the I other problem was, yeah. watching this movie is I had a vague sense of that uh, comment in my head, and I kept thinking it was going to be the princess. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, never happened. 
Yeah, well, it never happened with this lady either, because uh, it's a, a, as she exits the bed, Taziana's large, shapely tits are clearly visible when she pulls the covers away. Sitting on the edge of the bed, and as she stands up, there is also a very clear view of the thick, dark pubic hair around her vagina. Before she puts her robe on, Tiziana's hairy triangle and her big boobs can be seen again. Who wrote this? (laughs) All right. Uh, They're very concerned with shapes. And now the third point of the parental guide. Uh, Tiziana Altieri's neatly trimmed hairy vagina is clearly shown for a few seconds <laughs> as she gets out of bed. Besides Tiziana's hairy triangle, her big boobs are also clearly <laughs> visible. <laughs> hey, now that sounds like a great movie. Yes. And uh, I just had this in my mind because I remember Tuffy saying, oh, hairy triangle. And I'm like, all right, I'll keep an eye out for that hairy triangle. Never saw it, <laughs> you know. And then uh, I was like, yeah. did I miss it? So then I went on IMDb, and I read where it was supposed to be, so I went back. And, yeah, on Tubi, they cut it out. Oh. Ooh. Like I we, was wondering about that. Yeah, we yeah. see her, like, get, starting to get out of bed. She starts to lift the cover, and then there's a cut, and the next thing we know, she's outside the little shack. Oh. oh son of a bitch. Oh, man, she could have had a hairy parallelogram <laughs> for all we know. I can't believe I missed that dark, <laughs> thick pubic hair. I know. What a Jeff this was. This is awful. I hated this. Tubi, come on, man. You used to be our shining now, star for nudity. I was very that, excited. It helped that the princess was wearing, like, sheer tunics the whole time. Yeah. You know, like Dell described as the time before bras. Yeah, no lady in here uh, has any, just like a sheer see-through top, everyone, and it's pretty awesome. But, yeah, the princess is very good-looking. She's a blonde, and her name, uh, the actress's name... I uh, have it here somewhere. Uh, let me look at the IMDb. By the it's way, this gets the, uh, the eyebrow look. Yeah, I was going to mention that. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good yeah. look. Uh, but the actress's name is, shoot, where is she now? Oh, Savina Gersak. That's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting name. Anybody uh, needed to change their last name, it sounds like her. But she's this really cute blonde. And, yeah, her eyebrow, her right eyebrow is normal colored, and then her left eyebrow is like a bright pink. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Very look. interesting. Yeah. Like a Never heard of that, her but yeah. style was yeah. unique also because it's like she had like the uh, the top part like a Roman centurion helmet sticking up. <laughs> yeah. Like a mohawk, <laughs> but all coming out of her ponytail, basically. Yeah, right out of the top of her head. It worked. She looked good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but man, she looks very much like an 80s Valley girl, but in a, uh, sword and sorcery movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then, uh, the young, uh, cause there's an old sorceress witch in this movie. And then that girl oh, who, who was supposed, uh, yeah, uh, Fedra. And she was the young version. She would sometimes make herself look young. And then that was the yeah. girl with uh, the hairy triangle, supposedly. But that, mm-hmm. Who did you think was better looking? Because she was a brunette, and she looked kind of Italian-y. And I don't know. I was way into her. I thought she was great, too. Uh, yeah, I like the princess. Yeah. You know? Well, what little we saw of the brunette, yeah, she was good. But, yeah, it's hard to say. And then, like, every time they'd show her, they'd cut away to the old woman again. And it's like, oh. Yeah, that was a real boner killer right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, well, here's the description for IMDb. Altor and his brother are separated as children by the evil witch Phaedra. Eighteen years later, she takes over the kingdom with the help of a masked warrior. 
Altor, oh, geez, I wonder who that masked warrior could be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Altor and Princess Janna prepare for the final fight. That's not really a description, but all right. So, yeah. uh, it's basically That's what happens. Not, really not a mean. lot of plot here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of There's running lot from of Boulder. Walking around. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a plot. So the, uh, main actor in this, the guy who plays Altor, his name is Miles O'Keefe. And yeah. you guys are too young for this probably, but when I was a lad, there's a movie called Tarzan the Ape Man starring Bo Derek. And it was like a big deal when it came out. And this guy played Tarzan. And that was his first movie role. And it was considered one of the worst movies ever made. So, <laughs> but there there are I some scenes in it. Like it was a big bomb. But there are some scenes in it with Bo Derek that should be watched. I'll just say <laughs> that. Um, but uh, Oscar is wrestling Bailey right now. So let's just sit quietly and watch this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right. Episode eight. Yeah. <laughs> so the director of this film is a fellow named Alfonso Brescia. And the writers are Stephen Luoto and Alfonso Brescia. And he did a lot of, uh, he's an Italian fellow. He did a lot of Italian cinema. And a lot of the people in this movie yeah. are Italian, you know. So, uh. And there is a yeah, ruined, uh. Wait, what was that, Jay? <laughs> Dinner is a ruined, uh. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's my Italian accent. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But this is one of those classic, uh, Everything audio recorded separate from the filming movies. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Also, a couple other interesting notes. I guess the sword they used in this movie was from Red Sonia. Okay. And, oh, nice. And then that same sword was then used for the Conan TV show. I guess there's a Conan TV show in the early 90s or something. I don't know. Yeah, I guess if you got a sword, you might as well <laughs> keep using it. Uh-huh. There aren't that many opportunities, so. And when they went to that village, when uh, Princess takes uh, Altor to the village, because uh, they're going to round up yeah. an army, and they find everybody dead in the village, uh, that same village, that same set, that was the uh, t- uh, little village in Popeye, the Robin Williams Popeye. Hmm. How about that? Something. What do you know? Yeah. And uh, oddly enough, this is the fourth film in this series. Yeah, I tried to figure out what the other ones were, and I looked at the director's uh, Uh, filmography and the actor's filmography. and Yeah, I I think the first one was called Blade Master, and then uh, there's a couple others. Uh, Altor, the princess, uh, Altor, the fighting fighting eagle is one. (laughs) And I don't think any of them have a rating higher than 3.3. On IMDb, so. <laughs> yeah. God, who kept paying for these things? <laughs> they must have been successful, I guess. I don't know. The Italians, obviously. Yeah. See, uh, oh, I always like to read the Italian room. movies. <laughs> <laughs> I got that reference. Uh, yeah, Mike Dell gets that one now. <laughs> All right, I like to, uh, Check out the IMDb user reviews on these films. Uh, you can find sometimes learn something interesting. The strangest dot 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 and the worst. That's <laughs> this person gives it two out of ten. Iron Warrior introduces a new style both for Altor. He has black hair now and a ponytail, and barely utters more than fifty <laughs> words in the entire movie. And yep, for the series itself. Director Brescia drops the uh, silliness and campiness of the two Diamato-directed Altor flicks 
well, I might want to watch those. Those sound pretty good. Yeah. In, in favor of a pseudo arty approach. He employs every trick in the book, slow motion, fast motion, wide angle lenses, cheap editing tricks to make people disappear, etc. All other, but the result is nothing more than a ponderous, often incomprehensible film that you may have to struggle to get through. The multi locations are admittedly very beautiful, though. I don't know. I didn't have to rocks. Guess I can give it that. I didn't think it was too awful. Uh, this movie also ripped off Indiana Jones repeatedly. Yes. There were yeah. several times. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a, uh, a sword guy flipping around a sword and then Althor just stabs in the belly real, you know, casually. Yeah. Uh, there's a big boulder chasing the princess through a, a cavern. Big, big boulders. The Temple of Doom style bridge that they cut and the yep. fall down yeah. and they swing. Yeah. So, uh, pretty, uh, espresso, you fella. He's copying from the best. Also, a lot of shots are just close-ups of uh, women's eyes, usually. And then, like, yeah, things yeah. going on in the background behind it, like superimposed behind it. So, uh... Oh, and how many times did they jump off of a cliff like a Butch Cassidy and a Sundance Kid? There's at least... Me, how many times did they throw <laughs> dummies off of a cliff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but <laughs> they did that at least three times that I can remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, the movie's only like an hour and a half, so every yeah. half hour, someone jumps off a cliff. <laughs> as, as all movies should be. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, there's no one else famous in this movie. No one else to really discuss. But uh, the princess is cute. And the brown haired girl's cute. And that's all you need to know. That kept me going. I'll be honest. As yeah. long as that princess was around. <laughs> Yeah. I was good. Here's the other thing that annoyed me about this princess, though. She's walking around, like Tuffy said, in this, like, red uh, see-through mesh top. All right, so, you know, you can see everything. And then there's a scene where she goes, like, you know, to, for a swim in a, a little pond. And she's still wearing all her clothing. And you're like, well, they're <laughs> going to show her, at least they're going to show her come out of the pond. So you at least get something there. But no, they don't even show that. Like, what was the point of that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand, but uh, she's a princess. She's got to stay demure. <laughs> and there's another moment similar to that. Oh, because then they're like, uh, and each time they're in water then, because then at the end they have to like swim to like a rock, uh, like an island yeah. or something. And then as soon as they get out of the water, the next shot, their clothes are completely dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, continuity wasn't really important in Iron Warrior. Man, Bailey's giving it the Oscar at the moment. I'm not a fan of this. All right, so uh, Tuffy, why don't you tell us? Do you remember where this movie starts? Uh, it starts off with uh, like one witch or sorceress condemning another one or something. Oh, I remember where it starts with like 15 minutes of exposition. Just uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I uh, it it actually. It actually had an entire break, but a, a slowdown and busting gem. So I was playing Mario Golf on my handheld Switch while I was watching this one. So <laughs> it actually started with uh, two little boys playing a game of catch. That's right. Yeah. yeah, in like some ruins or something, and they're running around. And this old haggy witch steals one of the boys and kidnaps him. Yeah. And then the next thing we kind of, Jank, we kind of see like from Superman 2, like the old witch is on trial and she's got a thing spinning around her, like a hula hoop spinning around her, kind of like, yeah. uh, General Zod <laughs> and him. Yeah, you see that. 
And she's sentenced to live in the underground for uh, 18 years or something because uh, she won't give up the kid. She won't say where she has the kid hidden. And uh, so she, you think that would be a death penalty? Or, yeah. Or yeah. Lifetime imprisonment, but 18 years. So she just does the 18 years. And then we uh, flash forward. 18 so who years. raised that kid then? Like, what was he doing those 18 years? Yeah, I, I don't minions, really know. I'm assuming she seemed to yeah, have other minions. So. Yeah, a lot of minions hanging around. But uh, I, I think we're getting to the end here for Bailey. Oscar's about to uh, mess her up. So uh, let's just wait here. One, two, three. Oscar won. All right. Yeah. All's right with the world. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Oscar. All right. Uh, hey, next week, Oscar versus EO Sky for the title on SmackDown. So. Yeah. I don't think Oscar's going to win that one, though. No, I don't think so either. We might have to cancel the show, though. <laughs> but all right so yeah that uh oh Shotzi's uh distracted bailey that's how oscar kind of got the win now Shotzi's going into the ring uh and she uh, wants to fist bump oscar but i don't know oscar's like nah i'm oscar i'm crazy i'm not gonna fist bump you i'm giving you the play-by-play on smackdown now it's gonna be pretty awesome yeah <laughs> but, Shotzi, uh, uh, Shotzi's looking better with the short hair i think than she did with the long hair i don't know i, I like the uh <clears throat> the long green hair, but uh, yeah, she looks cute with the uh, short hair. She kind of looks like a Monchichi, the short hair. Sure. <laughs> like a little Monchichi. <laughs> but yeah, Oscar looked like Oscar fist bumped her then. All right, so, uh, all right, so the kid gets kidnapped. The, the witch is uh, sentenced 18 years in the underground or wherever. Yeah. And now yeah. the witch is back. The witch is out of the underground. And now I think we're finally seeing the princess get ready for her 18th birthday. Yeah, this this lady's supposed to be 18. Yeah. She's, she's mid-20s. 18th name day celebration. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Be so, a uh, Donna Summer 18, we'll say. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Donna Summer. Donna Summer always said she was like 23. Or, uh, <laughs> no. Who's the oh. stairs lady? Is that Donna? Oh, D- yeah, oh, that's why I was confused. That's what I, was <laughs> like, I was like, why yeah. is Tuffy making a Donna Summer reference? How old are I you? Know. <laughs> the problem is now I'm old enough that I say a name for one person when I clearly mean a different person. Yeah, Donna Spear. <laughs> uh, I think Donna she was twenty. Spear. I think she was twenty-five in real life. But um, she uh, is having this party, and, and the old witch comes in, you know, and she's like floating down the. <laughs> and she's floating yeah. down the, the the alleyway of this ceremony, and her hair's blown crazily. Like, and like, maybe don't let her in. You know, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, nobody her. seems to be reacting in a negative way to this. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, everyone's welcome. Come on in, old crazy lady." And she's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I got a present for you." And I can't remember what she gives her as a gift. Can you remember? No. no. I know she gives her old she man. She tells him like, something about, like, advice, like, oh, you're going to marry a guy who plays with a ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to fall in love with a guy who plays with this ball. If <laughs> <laughs> he breaks hockey balls. There you go. You're marry that guy. <laughs> then she gives the king, like, a box, and then he opens up the box, and there's, like, a skull and some snakes in it and stuff. And then uh, he she brings in her warrior guy. This Now, this guy had a pretty cool look. Yes. Yeah. He like, like had his Triple H King of Kings skull. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. Though. Yeah, the the, the uh, skull mask that Triple H used to wear, but it was gold. And uh, well, Triple H's was gold too, wasn't it? Or at least sometimes it was. At that one WrestleMania. Was. Yeah. But anyway, he uh, 
he has that on, and then he has like his face wrapped in a red scarf, though. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool, Jank. Uh, like a comic book villain. What did you think? Yeah, yeah, the, the very good look. The, the skull mask was cool. It was like atomic skull. But he didn't <laughs> well, have sex with the panther. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have sex with a cat. Yeah, Tuffy, we we encountered a fellow named Atomic Skull who had sex with a cat. On a flea market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was strange. He dated it into a human and was like, hey, she's just too damn good looking. I'm going to keep her this way. You'll be my bride. <laughs> she still have, like, a cat brain? Uh, no, she seemed to be a human, like, she was talking like a human and walking around like a human okay. and everything, so, but, then she revo- reverted back to her cat form, and he was shot yeah, and died immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so, I still think she was taking a nap, but, uh, <laughs> <she did. laughs> alright, so, uh, yeah, the sword guy, the evil sword guy, he just starts murdering everybody. Uh, Tuffy, this is like Game of Thrones, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just as good a production value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so the the king uh, hides the princess, and he's like, hey, you got to go get help, you know? And uh, yep. she's like, all right, I'll go get help uh, there, Dad. And she takes off, and then the, the evil sword guy comes in and just murder. Or no, uh, do you remember, Jack, do you remember how he murdered the king? Uh, no. Like, uh, around the room, they're all kind of like uh, spears and stuff on the walls. And he oh, just, like, yeah. mentally commanded them to fly off the walls and, like, harpoon oh, the king. Right. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I will I say, a lot, of, uh, a lot of spears just laying around in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a chase scene later where the hero is riding. <laughs> this was a, this scene is so great. This, well, we'll save it. We'll, we'll save yeah. it. Let's wait yeah. till we get there. Let's wait till we get there. There's another great scene where they're just, like, throwing spears at each other from, like, four feet away, but not even, like, at each other. They're just throwing them where the other one can easily catch them. Yeah. Like, you can throw it at his chest or something, but no, you're throwing it right at his arm where he can catch it. Yeah, he throws two spears at him, and uh, Altor, the sword guy, catches one, and then the princess catches one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so the princess is trying to go get help, and now we see Altor, the, our hero and all this. See, I think this was the problem with the film. Like, don't you think it would have been better if they just started with this scene at the birthday party where you don't know what's going on, and the witch just comes in and the sword guy comes in? But we we had, like, that 15 minutes ahead of time with just the background of everything. I think if you just start yeah. right, with the action. I mean, maybe, I'm kind of... I'm kind of curious that this is the fourth adventure of this Altor guy. Did they not mention his brother in the other one? <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing they didn't. <laughs> but, yeah, I would have started with the action here. Because you want to start with uh, meeting your hero. You know, we don't see the princess yeah. until very late. So, uh, well, we see him as a young boy right away. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, so, anyway... Um, they're looking for, uh, she's trying to go get help. And then we see Altor and there's also a good sorceress, like a good witch lady. Yeah. yeah. Eva, her name was. Yeah. She was a good looking lady and she was trying to get like Altor to like, uh, but he doesn't know who she is, right? He, she's just like mentally. Yeah, they go, uh, cause they just go off somewhere to like get away and then they go to this temple in front of a statue and the sorceress is then. The good witch is then talking to him, like, through the statue or something. I Yeah, I have no idea. But uh, uh, Altor is supposed to go meet with her. He was supposed to go meet with her father, I guess, for some unrelated business. I don't know. But along the way, 
he sees this, uh, there's this foxy brunette who just pops up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And she's wearing like a, uh, kind of like, uh, well, how, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, uh, a belly dancer, like, and there's like, uh, yeah. Arabian Nights movies, those kind of dresses, mm-hmm. like the ladies wear, you know? Lightly wrapped in silks. Yeah, except she had hers, and it was a, a beautiful shade of light blue and everything, looking great. Except her uh, wraps uh, were exposing her breasts. They just were cut right yeah. around her breasts. So that's really a nice design. Yep. And you're like, well, who's this lady? You don't Didn't know. see that dark triangle, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here, uh, some guys rock by, and they're just going to, uh, they kidnap her. And, you know, they, they got some ill intentions for this poor woman. And, of course, Altor has to save the day. He comes down and he uh, murders these guys. And then we cut to inside a little shack, and they're making the – they had made the sweet, sweet love. He's already asleep next to her, and she's waking up. And this is where you're supposed to see the hairy triangle where we got cheated. <laughs> we don't get to see it. And then she goes outside, and she turns into the old sorceress. She's the old hag witch. And, oh, no. And she sets the uh, shack on fire. And yeah, because she gets out there and she's like, "Burn, burn!" And I was like, "Oh wait, did she give him the clap? What's going on?" No, <laughs> <laughs> the shack bursts into flames. So uh, old Altor, he's just you know snoozing. It's his nap time, you know, his uh, after dinner nap. And but then that good sorceress like mentally uh, wakes him up, like Charles Xavier. She's like, "Hey, wake up there, buddy! You got to wake up." So Jank, do you remember how he escapes the flames? What he does to protect himself? Hmm. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> he he pretty much just hides under a blanket. Okay. You remember? <laughs> he that just works. puts this big giant blanket <laughs> over his head. And then the whole house Those burns down around him. Blanket. And then he peeks out from under the blanket. And he's like, all right, I guess I'm good. And he walks out. <laughs> so that's something. And then uh, I can't remember how he meets the princess along the way. How do they first encounter each other? I don't even know. No idea. Uh, I, I'm guessing you guys really weren't taking notes on this movie. You, uh, <laughs> it, I'm not sure yeah. Jane watched it. I don't think Jane. I watched did. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, I didn't, I didn't uh, paying attention. Nintendo 64 Mario Golf has taken up a lot of time <laughs> for me this week. <laughs> so, all right. So basically, uh, the princess hooks up with his Altor fella, and they're trying to go raise an army. They go to back to her village, and, yeah. and again, the whole the whole time she's walking in the sheer top where you can see her babes, and it's awesome. But uh, they go back to her village, and they're all dead. And, yeah. Uh, so that swordsman's chasing him a few times. And he, like, kills yeah. he, he stabs the they're swordsman. Giving, uh, yeah. And then he disappears like Obi-Wan. Yeah. So that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder why he didn't do that at the end. Uh, the swords, the uh, the skull mask guy, I don't really have a good grasp of his abilities. <laughs> yeah, it seems like oh. he can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> that time, he's able to just disappear. Uh, in a later fight, he's able to just make two swords appear in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's a teleporter. Uh, he can also teleport other things into his own hands. Yeah. yeah. He can teleport but out of his costume. Or... He still gets stabbed in the belly when he could easily have just disappeared again, I would think. Yeah, that's what I didn't understand either. So, all right, then at some point, uh, the princess, while they're on their journeys, she gets abducted by four dudes on horses. All right. Well, they're walking through like a ruin, and uh, <laughs> as they walk through a doorway, a gate just closes between them. That happened twice in this movie as well. That same. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
You can only do that uh, once per movie. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's also when the uh, the boulders start rolling around the building too. Yep. And uh, so, but at some point, uh, these four guys on horses they capture the princess and they tie yeah. like they get a rope tied around her wrist <laughs> yeah. on each ankle. Right. Yep. And, yeah, yeah. So, they lasso her up around all fours like they're gonna draw and quarter her. Yeah, but she, but and she's in stand. between the horses. Yeah, and like. Yeah, like they, they lift her up. Yeah, they're all going the same direction. Like draw and quarter, you want to go opposite directions and rip yeah. them apart. They're all going the same direction, and she's like splayed out between the middle of them. Like there's two horses on each yeah. side. Of her. Yeah. yeah, like four or five feet above the ground, they're holding her up by her arms and legs now. And they're and just she's really wearing like a uh, scarf over the bottom of her face now, so that you can hide the fact that she's now a dummy <laughs> so much more easily. <laughs> yeah. But they're going they really fast. Around. Yeah. Yeah. And where they're riding, the the four horses keep splitting the these spears that are pointing towards them that I assume like they're going to just run the princess through one of these spears. Mm-hmm. But they keep lifting her over the spears. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they're going past the spears. And I don't know why there are random spears positioned in the middle of a field like this. Yeah, yeah, there were lots of them. Like the spears are not just laying on the then. ground. They, they are propped up like three yeah. feet off the ground. Like on little pedestals. They're held, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so they're running pretty quick. Now, if you had to save a woman in this situation, how would you do it? Because I well, think the last thing you, you want to do. You want to take out the guys one at a time so she just gets drugged <laughs> by <his horses. laughs> Yeah. See, that's what I wouldn't want to do. But that's what Altor you want to does. Make sure, you want to make sure by the end she's being drugged by one arm so she can separate a shoulder, too, just for the fun of it. And again, this is a very petite, blonde princess lady wearing basically just, uh, I don't know, a hanky. Is basically her clothing. No protection on her body whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. She walked away unscathed, though. Not a yeah. mark on her. Yes. So Altor harpoons <laughs> one guy in the back. He dies. So now she's being held by just three horses and her body bumping off the ground. Then he harpoons the other yeah. guy. Now she's just on two yeah, horses two, bouncing on the ground. The two leg guys go down first. So she is just getting dragged by the arms by the other two horses. Then we're down to one horse and she's just bouncing along behind her on like some old cans tied <laughs> behind a car after a wedding, you know? Yeah. Just bouncing along the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's perfectly fine when they. He saves her, but he keeps riding along, finding yeah. spears just propped up everywhere. Yeah, uh, that's glorious. What a scene! Yeah, and the other that guys, is. the other guys had rode past those spears. They could have just picked them up <laughs> themselves. Yeah, and there's also a point. I don't know if this is before or after this, but the the evil sword guy. Maybe this was after the evil sword guy captures the princess, and he has her all spread eagle tied down on like a slab. And her left boob is exposed, and he has, like, a sword pressed up against her throat, like, just hanging there magically, I guess. And uh Altor has to go save her. And that's when he first fights the sword guy, and he stabs him, and then the sword guy disappears and everything. So, uh all right, any other big memorable scenes, or can we just get to the end, I think? Uh, well, the, yeah, I think we mentioned the, uh, the jumping off the cliffs. Uh, yeah, repeatedly. Because yeah. they... Yeah, they. I think they put a little more effort in for the first few attempts because first, I think the princess jumps off and the 
dummy just goes like you know feet down the whole way like somebody yeah. would if they were jumping off the cliff. Yep. And then uh, then Altor goes and he is like doing a triple pike tuck thing because that dummy is just <laughs> flipping all over the place on the way down. Yeah, the one time he's supposed to be holding this box over his head because this box had some magic power or something I, I can't remember, and and he jumps down and but yeah his his little dummy just keeps rotating. And, uh, boom, right into the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but I also and, like this. Uh, there was also outdoor. another scene. Oh, go ahead, Tubby. Uh, one of the other memorable scenes for me, because so much of this movie is just walking around. Um, cause I think <laughs> when the sorceress talks to Altor at one point, he tells him they're going to have to walk for one day and one night, which didn't sound that long to me to have to walk in like a quest movie like this. Uh, <laughs> But when they're in one of these cabins, like, there's a series of hallways that just keep switching back and back. And it's like they walk in the back part of the screen and then back across the middle part of the screen and then back across the other part of the screen. Like you're in a comedy horror movie, where, like a <laughs> Scooby-Doo movie, where it's like they just keep crossing the hallway door to door. And it's like, who thought this was a good choice? <laughs> well, they made four of them. You know, they had it down by this point. They're... Uh... Yeah, pretty great at it. But I also liked how Altor, he wasn't exactly a gentleman with this princess. Like whenever there's a trouble, like when they were on that rope bridge and uh, people on the other side uh, pop up and they start trying to hack the bridge. He he just turns and runs the other way and says, follow me. Shouldn't he have, shouldn't yeah. he have let her go first back yeah. to the other way, you know, <laughs> so that way he, you know, you think, yeah. How would she know if she didn't have him to follow? <laughs> and then Which like to go? Uh, There's only two, but you know. And then the the one time when they have to jump off uh, off the uh cliff or whatever, he he makes her go first. He's like, "Ladies first." Like, shouldn't you jump first yeah. to like make sure the water's deep enough and all that kind of stuff? But yeah, he just said, "You go ahead." So, uh I don't know, he just seemed like a bit of a jerk. Is all I'm saying. That's all I'm <laughs> yeah. That that seems right. Uh so all right, let, let's just get to the end here cuz who cares. All right, so this uh <clears throat> witch lady she has this big swordsman, you know, going after him all the whole whole movie. And they, they finally fight the big swordsman guy. They swim to this island. And, of course, they're closed dry immediately. So Altor fights the sword guy. They're having the big sword fight. And Altor stabs him. And uh, and he just dies. And as he's dying, he's like, how could you kill your brother or something? Like in his little, little Yeah. <laughs> I was confused because I thought he already knew that was his twin brother. Yes, I thought it was already yeah. established earlier, right? That I think it, Diva told him. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. uh, but but he is shocked when he finds out that yeah. it's his brother. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he pulls the helmet off and the scarf, and sure enough, he's looking in a mirror. You know? Yeah, because as the fight's going on and he gets the upper hand, I assume there's going to be some reckoning of like, this is my brother, I can't kill him, you know, whatever. But no, he just stabs him right in the belly. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> a mirror's reminded me. The first time we see Altor, he's like on top of a <laughs> uh, of a rock formation doing sword movements in front of a mirror, just a mirror. <laughs> yeah. There was another important mirror because they go to some place and they're told they have to spin the mirror three times. And, uh, yeah, I did not understand what was happening at that point. Yeah. Cause the princess does it three times and nothing happens. And then he gets mad and just hits it. And sure enough, something happens. Yeah. But, um... All right. So he kills yeah. the uh, sword guy and then, uh, the prince. Oh, cause, well, there's so much shit where it makes it. But they think they defeat the sword guy and they're going back because they got this magic box or something. I don't know. Yeah. 
and they're supposed to go back to the good sorceress. But here they they don't know that the evil sorceress already killed or like imprisoned the old the good sorceress in like an ice bo- blob or something. Yeah. So that's right. And, and now she's masquerading yeah. as the the good sorceress, even though she acts like a bad sorceress, like she's a real jerk to him and acting all crazy. Yeah. And uh, but. So and then like, hey, the princess is back. We got to have a big celebration. So they go back to the castle or whatever. And they're supposed to have this big party. But then uh, he goes in and he sees that the old sorceress is now like the young hot sorceress again. And yeah. she's popping up over the party. He's like, what's going on? And here they kidnap the princess again. So he has to go find the princess again. <laughs> That's crazy. And he but he tracks down uh, the sorceress and she's sitting on the edge of a uh, cliff there. And, and he's like, uh, tries to stab her. And she's like, don't, you know, you can't kill me. I'm a mortal or whatever. But he keeps trying to hack her with his sword. Nothing's happening. But then there's hap- there's just a little campfire there. Yeah. He, he, he grabs uh, some marshmallows on a stick or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and she's terrified of the fire. She's, uh-huh. she's like, what are you doing? Uh, hey, hey, old, old sorceress lady there. Maybe if you're vulnerable to fire, don't meet the hero standing next to fire. Maybe, uh, yeah. <laughs> just me. So, uh, he sets her on fire and she, he, he stabs her right in the he mouth. He doesn't jump the torch in her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Like her face is like a mannequin dummy mouth, just jamming it in there. <laughs> <laughs> and she, yeah, she's in flames and she goes over yeah. a cliff for the third time. Someone going over a cliff and yeah. uh, she doesn't make it all the way down. Her body hits on the, like a little ledge and burns up down there. Yeah. And so then, I feel like that was an accident. I feel like that was supposed to go all the way down, yes. and they just didn't throw it far enough. Yeah, clearly, and they just didn't have the budget to try it again. Kerosene's expensive. So uh, then he finds like the princess's glove, and he's like, "Oh, I guess she killed the princess." But then he turns around, and, oh my goodness, there's the princess. She has her back to him, and she's like uh, tied down to a rock or something. And then there's this terrible voiceover of a voice that doesn't sound anything like the princess, and she's like, "Oh, Altor, save me." And he goes over and he cuts her free and he's like, oh, he's all happy to see the princess and they're hugging. But Jank, do you remember how it ends? Uh, yeah, it was very confusing because like he gets a weird look on his face where it's like, is, wait, yeah. is that for evil now? And that then yeah. she gets the weird look on her yeah. face like, oh, she's evil now. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his acting and expression there was very odd. You you think in that scene you would just want him to be happy that he saved the princess, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you cut the camera goes around and you see the the princess and she opens her eyes and her she has weird contact lenses kind of and she looks possessed and she looks evil. So you think, but yeah, there's a moment where he looks confused and evil. Yeah, and it's like yeah. what is what like they've both been taken over by the old <laughs> hag, and that's how the movie ends. So yeah, Iron Warrior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've seen worse. We've seen worse. Yeah. No doubt. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, not... I mean, there was I'll a say, couple memorable scenes, but... Oh, my God. The yeah, the part, just, yeah. The horse race <laughs> scene was amazing. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. No fault there. That was great. And uh, the the uh, young sorceress is super foxy, and the princess is foxy. So, yeah, if they weren't attractive, this movie would be terrible. But... Yeah. <laughs> they are. So... I didn't mind now, it. Now, if they had both been naked for longer, this movie would have been great. Yeah. yeah. But, like, like Tuffy, are you still keeping that database for uh, the movie awards, or have you given yeah. up on it? Oh, really? Yeah. No, I got a fresh one for this year. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we need uh, best death scene. I think maybe the King getting harpooned. That could be a nominee, possibly, mm-hmm. depending on how the year yeah. plays out. Uh, the, the best, best what the fuck scene is going to be all the spears. 
Yeah, yeah, the yeah. horse riding. And the horses, yeah. yeah. And then for ladies, I think both of those ladies could be mentioned somewhere. I don't know. Best actress. Because the princess technically never gets naked, so she could be best actress. Yeah. And then throw the other one in. Yeah, we can, we can have a best makeup category for that pink eyebrow. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, she was kind of like an 80s, early 80s punk rock girl. with the Because uh, then she'd have like a smudge yeah. of pink makeup on her right cheek, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good look. Good luck. Pretty good. So, Jake, one out of ten on the bad movie scale. What do you give uh, Iron Warrior? Ooh. Um, I, like I said, there was a handful of good moments, so I guess I'll give it like a three and a half. Wow. <laughs> that is harsh. <laughs> um, yeah, even if you know, an hour and 20 minutes, it still felt very long. <laughs> but I did like some of the parts. Like, the spear part was great, but overall, there was just not a lot there. Not really a lot of good quotes. Again, this is a bad movie scale. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not the most entertaining bad movie. Like, <laughs> you can watch yeah. this, you're not going to be, like, glued to the screen and, like, laughing yeah. at how terrible it is. It's just kind of, uh, like, a bland kind of boring. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Tuffy, what do you think? Uh, I was going to go, like, a six. Yeah, I was thinking like five or uh, six. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it again, but, uh, you know. I wouldn't tell people not to watch it. Yeah, maybe five. Middle of the road. Just, uh, yeah. If you see it, great. If not, no big thing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No Death Stalker 2. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah Death Stalker 2. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there it is. Iron Warrior. Yeah, because we, uh, we are fast approaching Shocktober, so I wanted to get something that wasn't a horror movie in real quick. And then when I was researching this uh, director, I found another movie. I don't know if he – I think he directed it. On I, on his IMDb page, it was called Super Stooges and the Wonder Woman. And I was like, <laughs> that sounds awesome, you know? Yeah. So then they have it on YouTube, but on YouTube it's called something else, though. Um, Like, it, like Stooges isn't in the title, and Wonder Woman's not in the oh. title either. Uh, I, I forget what they call it, but it's the same movie. And uh, but it, it's weird. <clears throat> it's like an, an Italian film again with, with dubbing and everything and crazy fight scenes. But I don't know if I want to watch it. <laughs> the video quality does not look good. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, this this movie didn't inspire me with a lot of hope in this guy's body. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, well, who is it next week? Because uh, Larry was last week. And then, yeah. Oh, did we watch old before that? The week before that was that your pick? Old or? Uh, or did I pick a movie before that? I think you picked a movie before then. What was it? Though? The last thing we watched. <laughs> um. Uh, one second. So now we watched old and like. Uh, uh. Yeah, before that was Vicious Lips. Oh, Vicious oh, Lips. that's right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because that was after old, so it's your turn again, Jank, right? The Jank's up. Okay. I know what I'm going to pick. Uh, I wanted to get Shocktober started a little early, but instead <laughs> I found something else that was uh, on Amazon that I think we need to watch. <laughs> All right. So we're going to watch a little movie called Chatterbox. I believe it's from, like, 1978. Never heard of it. Yeah. It's uh, it it sounds good. It's about a woman who has a talking vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so this should be classic. Uh, I'm in. 
And this is on Amazon Prime? Yep, Amazon Prime. Like, what do you... Uh, there's so many ways you could go with this. Like, what kind of a voice <laughs> no. do you think is coming out of that talking vagina? <laughs> I think it's going to be like Uncle Godfrey. Godfrey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, well, I was thinking like a French waiter. That'd be weird. Right? Or, uh, <laughs> a German <laughs> commandant? I want to be good either. <laughs> All right, Chatterbox on Amazon. Yeah. Now this is this is free on Amazon. We don't have to pay for this, right? Nope, home. nope. Streaming on Amazon. Pay for a talking vagina, maybe. Uh, <laughs> it gets four stars. Is that right? Oh, more than uh, Iron Warrior. No, that can't be right. That's something else. That's it has to be <laughs> something else. Yeah, it's a restaurant called Chatterbox. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chatterbox 1977. Hey, the lady looks pretty foxy, I think. If I'm looking at her, that's her. Uh, five out of ten on IMDb. That's not too bad. Rotten Tomatoes, okay. 22%. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> All right. A young woman who works in a beauty salon discovers that her private parts can talk, which causes her no end of personal trouble despite making her rich. <laughs> Makes her rich. <laughs> that old story. <laughs> the rags to riches tale of a lady with a talking vagina. <laughs> Rip Taylor is in it. You guys know Rip oh Taylor? shit! Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's the market quality. Yeah, and I, I think I recognize the other guy from the Bob Newhart show on here. We'll see if that's him. So, all right, well that'll be something. Chatterbox. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Should be entertaining. <laughs> Uh, Jank, did you watch anything else this week? Um, I did watch a movie um, that had been suggested to me by one of my friends. It's a horror movie from like 2015 that I'd never seen uh, called Ava's Possessions. Ava's Possessions. Yeah. Never heard of it. Um, it's, it's pretty good. It's like um, it's about this woman, Ava, who has just been freed from an, like a demonic possession. Uh, so she did all these crazy things while she was possessed and stuff like that. And she's trying to like put her life back together again. Uh, and like once you've been possessed, you're kind of like open, you're like more susceptible to it in the future. So like as part of her like court mandated like therapy for being possessed, like she used to go to these like basically AA meetings for people who have been possessed <laughs> and, uh, try to, you know, work the program and that kind of thing and apologize for all the things she did to people that she doesn't even remember doing them to and stuff like that. So it's kind of this very strange look at, like, uh, at demonic possession that, that I've never seen it's, before, and that's kind of why I liked it. It sounds like a quirky comedy. Is that what it is? Uh, not really. It doesn't really lean too hard into the comedy. Uh, there's a little bit of comedic elements, but, no, it's more like her trying to figure out what the hell happened and... Oh, all right. Stuff like that, like her, she like took out her mom's eyes. So there's a little bit of comedy there. Yeah, it like, seems like a comedic premise, you know, yeah. like uh, going having to apologize, make amends for all the people you possessed and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like some of the weird shit that they do at like the AA meetings. Like there's all kind of weird, you know, little activities they do to try to like, uh, you know, learn how to fight back against demons. And some of them are kind of goofy. So there's definitely comedic elements to it. But uh, overall, it's just kind of like more of like almost a mystery. Except it's kind of pretty obvious who's who's involved in a lot of the things. So, do you remember where you watched this? Uh, this was, I think, on Amazon. Maybe I'll uh, tell Miles Watson about it. Yeah, yeah. it's always on the I lookout. Watched Thirty-one for movies. In <laughs> I know he's got to got to fill <laughs> up that roster somehow. So. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, did you say what you'd give this one out of uh, 10? Um, I'd probably give it like an eight. It's pretty damn solid. It, it gets uh, 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. 69. Yeah. It's, it's very good. Like compared to most, like, I feel like most like possession movies, it just like becomes an exorcist knockoff. And then the third act is just like somebody that like, yelling the power of Christ compels you. And it's just like, yeah, seen this a bunch, but this was like completely different and a totally different way to look at it. So I really liked it. Uh, like a lot of uh, churches, I believe have like exorcists, uh, like priests perform exorcisms, you know? So yeah. I, I think they should do more about like, Shouldn't we investigate that more? Like, let's really focus on that. Let's see what's going on there. Let's let's see. If, let's see what the Reddit conspiracy board say. About yes. That. Yeah, we can take a spin around there later. Um, <laughs> but uh, all right. Uh, anything else, Jack? Um, no, that's really all I watched. I think that was any anything new. Yeah, I haven't been watching anything uh, at all. Wrestling, football, and that's about it. Yeah, I started listening to some old radio shows again, uh, but just old stuff that I've already heard mostly. Um, I think I did find a new Whistler compilation out there, though. So check the YouTubes. You can find that. And, uh, Jank, I'm still listening to the uh, Marvel graphic audio stuff. You know, those uh, audio books. Today I was finishing up one about uh, Black Panther. Um, It's called uh, Who is the Black Panther, I think is the title of it. Seems weird. Yeah, I feel like we know the answer to this one. But I've only got, uh, you know, because I take naps when I listen to these, so I just get bits and pieces throughout the whole book. But for some reason, he was fighting, uh, like, Claw was in here, you know? Like Claw, oh, sure. but Claw's, But Claw's not like the Claw from the comics. He's more like the Claw from the movie, right? Like the, the guy. And because uh, wasn't Claw in the movie, right? Yeah, he was just like a gun runner. Yeah, um, didn't that's have any Sonic powers what he was here, but he had some sort of a metal hand, but it wasn't like the sonic gun from it. Like it, it seemed like he had metal fingers and stuff. Oh, his hand. So that's weird. And, uh, also he, he had a bunch of bad guys with him. Like they're trying to overthrow Wakanda or whatever. And, uh, some of these bad guys, like the rhino was there, I think. Oh, wow. And someone called the radioactive man. Do you know who that is? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's big and green, kind of like a fat sumo wrestler, but, Radioactive Green. See, I don't even know who that is. When did he come around? Was, uh, I think he's been around for a good while. He was a part of the one of the later Thunderbolts teams. Um, but yeah, I think he's like Chinese, I believe. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it says he's like Chinese. Yeah. I've never seen this guy before in my life. Let's see, when was his first appearance? Yeah, I'm looking that up too. <laughs> well, let's say Journey into Mystery, in- 93, 1963. Was this for yeah, a <laughs> How did I never hear of him? <laughs> but also, another one of the bad guys was the Black Knight. Oh, with his ebony blade and everything. Yeah, and he was like, okay. he was like a super religious guy who thought he was like fighting heathens and stuff. <laughs> but he's still on his flying horse and everything. Yeah, I mean, the Ebony Blade doesn't sound like it's, you know, a good thing, so I'd imagine it messes with his mind sometimes. Well I, I, crazy stuff. well, I think originally he was a villain, right? Like, uh, when he first popped up into the Avengers, I think he... he that does, I mean, that sounds about right. Like, I feel like that's a lot of the Avengers. Hawkeye, Quicksilver. Yeah, there's Scar- there's a whole team there. Uh, yeah, for a while Yellow there. Jacket. Scarlet Witch was also uh, a villain yeah. at first. 
So, uh, yeah, the Black Panther was pretty good. Uh, Sherry kills Radioactive Man, though, with the Ebony Blade. Yeah. Oh. She fucks him up good. And um, what else? I listened to another one recently. I thought I listened to a, a DC one. No, I can't even remember what it was. I think I started a Justice League one, but I lost interest. I don't know. It wasn't that good. <laughs> Um, that doesn't surprise me. I tried a Wonder Woman one, and the 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 rating was so bad. Like in the first thirty seconds, I was like, "All right, this isn't going to work." I'm yeah, out. It's crazy for as popular as a character as I feel like Wonder Woman is. I don't know if there's ever really been a good Wonder Woman <laughs> story. Yeah, it's hard to think of any good ones. That is true. You can't like automatically usually name a character and you think of like some iconic storyline or arc or something. But yeah, with Wonder Woman, nothing really comes to mind. Not really. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think we lost Tuffy there. Uh, Tuffy, are you back? Tuffy? Uh, no, we lost Tuffy again. He uh, dropped down. Now he's back. <laughs> yeah. He's working out. It's like. Uh, but, yeah, I haven't really. Uh, i got to watch something else. i got to find a new show or something. I don't know. Just. Uh, yeah, me too. At least I don't know. Something's jumping out at me. I guess Loki's going to start up soon, but I don't want to get Disney Plus again. Tuffy. Hello? Hold on. Hey, there he is. <laughs> You're echoey, but I hear you. Uh, Fucking. <laughs> this is worse than the <laughs> <end>. <laughs> You know how your phone works, Tuffy. All right. I think we may have lost Tuffy again. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's nice while it lasted. Tuffy? All right, now I'm back. Hey, Tuffy's back. All right. Yeah, I had to make a quick pit stop here, and starting the car back up fucks up the Bluetooth. Ah, all right, all right. <laughs> I appreciate you taking a break to take the pit stop, because uh, we don't want yeah. to hear that. We don't want to hear that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Was it in a jack-in-the-box parking lot? When you took your pit stop? No, it's at the right. uh, Michigan Welcome Center. Uh, so, uh, Tuffy, I don't know what you heard, but we, we were just saying we haven't watched anything. So have you watched anything this week besides Big Brother? Anything besides Big Brother? Uh, no, just wrestling pretty much besides Big Brother. Um, what We Do in the Shadows finished its, uh, season last yeah. week, I think. Yeah, that's okay. I'm good. That's the okay. show is much better than the movie. Yeah, I tried uh, watching the movie, and I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. It was just like, all right, I get it. But, uh, wasn't a fan. Yeah, the show the show is much better. Uh, but yeah, go watch what we do in the shadows on Hulu, I guess. Anything um, else? No, like I said, uh, I got really bought the uh, Switch Online and got the expansion pack, so I got all those Nintendo, oh. Super Nintendo, Sega, and Nintendo sixty four games I can play. So I've been. Uh, into the Mario Golf Nintendo 64 game this week. Well, does uh, did Larry say he has the online thing? Can you play Larry now? Or? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but I'm probably not going to put the effort into figuring that one out. <laughs> Come on, it's Larry. Yeah. Yeah. You have a grand time. All right, so what about the Big Brother update? Uh, so it was a great week. Uh, so Cameron won the head of household, uh, after last week, 
And again, just to recap, Cameron is like the young Republican guy who is fingering him. No, nope, that's Corey. Corey. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Cameron is the, uh, like, floppy-haired, black-haired guy. Floppy-haired, black-haired guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So he was supposed to be the target last week, but he won the veto because nobody likes him because he's very weird. <laughs> uh, and kind of kind of creepy. Um, so him and the long-bearded guy, Red, they were like best buddies in the house. And they got put on the block together. And then uh, Jared, Cerise's son, told Red that, uh, hey, Cameron is really throwing you under the bus here. So I don't know if you guys should be friends anymore. And Red believed him. So Cameron was all pissed off that they uh, made Red not want to be his friend anymore. <laughs> but he just made and, it all up, right? He just made it all up. Yeah, he just made it all up. That's classic Big Brother there. We haven't seen that in a long time, it seems. Someone... Yeah. Because uh, so, Cameron is the guy they have wanted to get rid of him for like four weeks now. And oh, he was okay. at HOH one week, and then Cam- he won the veto. Cameron is the guy who's got the beard and the big crazy hair. He was singing to his daughter on the porch with the guitar, but he kind of looks like a caveman. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, he has been the target for like four or five weeks, and they just cannot get rid of him. So he was the head of household last week, and he told everybody he was going to nominate um, Jag and Blue, I think, which had been everybody's plan of, hey, we got to get Jag out of here, who's the, the seat guy with the turban. Uh, and I don't know why everybody dislikes him, but Racism. whatever. He, <laughs> yeah, well, I think he likes to just talk, and he tells everybody everything is part of the problem. Uh, okay. So, yeah, so Cameron went around telling everybody, like, yep, it's going to be Jared and Blue because we just got to get rid of them, and he was part of an alliance with people technically because uh, they never told him he was the target. He thought they were all working together still, and he was a pawn. So they get to the nomination ceremony and they got this, uh, you know, the different universes. So this was a Humiliverse week. So instead of uh, just turning the keys and the picture show up on the screen, he had to uh, smash a pie into the face of everyone who wasn't nominated. So that was great. <laughs> it was like good. the big wheel, except yeah. everybody got a pie smashed in their face. Now, what kind of pie? Like a, a banana cream pie, a lemon meringue pie? Uh, they were a variety. Like some of them looked like they might have been like a cherry pie. Some of the more uh. cream-based, you know, key <laughs> lime lemon meringue pies. Uh, uh-huh. And instead of nominating Jag and Blue, like he told everyone he was going to do, he nominated uh, Izzy and Felicia, who are Ceri's kind of two closest allies. Okay. And uh, after Cameron, because they blindsided Cameron by voting out Red. They didn't tell Cameron they were going to vote out his best friend. So he was real pissed after the vote. And they told him, hey, it's nothing personal. You know, it's just a game. Red was, you know, running around doing this. So we just had to get rid of him. Cameron wins the HOH. Nobody celebrates. (laughs) Uh, Cameron then nominates Izzy and Felicia. And these people who had just spent time telling him, Hey, it's nothing personal. You know, this is a game. You would have thought he murdered their children. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that was hilarious. And then uh, Jared, Suri's son, won the veto, but he didn't win the competition. It was the the Yankee swap veto competition where, you know, the sixth place person gets the veto. And then the next person gets a prize or a punishment that they can trade for one that's already happened. Uh, and Jared finished in third place, but 
the second place prize, I forget who it was, but they kept, you know, like a European vacation or whatever. <laughs> and then uh, Josh Dumel hosted the competition because he's got some <laughs> new show on after Big Brother. And uh, Matt, the deaf swimmer guy. Wait, 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 wait. You're all, act- you're all acting like I should know who that is. Who's Josh Dumel? He's an actor. I don't even know what he's in. Um, yeah. Maybe the Transformers like, movies. Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he's a a mid-level, like, handsome leading man type. Yeah, he's like a discount Timothy Oliphant, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Like, he is a person who is a, he's definitely a Hollywood celebrity, but he's like B or C list, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he was hosting, because he's got some new reality competition show that's on after Big Brother. And Matt, the deaf swimmer guy who won the veto competition, got a prize called Dumelomaniac. Uh, mm-hmm. And he reads off the description of, you get to hang out with Josh Dumel all week. And it seems like he honestly believed he was going to hang out with the person, Josh Dumel, all week. So he kept the prize, <laughs> which was you put on a costume and hang out with the cardboard cutout of Josh Dumel all week. And he <laughs> like a bunch of. <laughs> Why would you keep that prize if you thought you were hanging out with that guy? I'd be like, no, thank you. Like, who would want to hang out with that? <laughs> wow. Well, he wanted to hang out with the celebrity. Good <laughs> So Jared, Jared, who finished third place, was celebrating his big veto win, which was hilarious. Uh, and because he is Suri's son, Cameron explained to Jared that, hey, you use the veto, you take one of them down, and here's the kicker. I'm going to put Suri up because she's the one who's really running this game. Now, do so they Jared know that they're – do they know their mother and son yet? No, the only person who knew that was Izzy, who was already one of the nominees – who was so committed to being friends with Sari Fields that she said, if I win the veto, I'm not even going to use it because you're going to be the backdoor plan, and I don't want you to be on the block. Jeez. Whether she would have actually done that, I don't know, but that's what she said. So, so Jared uh, was – Because I, I just checked like, the Big Brother, the, the normal subreddit, <clears throat> not the scholarly yeah. one. And they have a big picture of uh, Sari and Jared, and uh, the headline is uh, literally, how can no one tell? And they're both, like, looking up and smiling. And, yeah, it's pretty clear there's a family resemblance. They look exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and no one's been able to pick up on that yet? No. Well, especially now, because now it's – so Cameron kind of uh, shook up the house because um... – like, Izzy was kind of in the alliances with everybody along with Sari. She's kind of Sari's right-hand person there. Uh, so she would have been good, except um, America doesn't really care for Izzy, wanted to vote Izzy out. Uh, Cameron wanted Izzy voted out. And America just went to go talk to Izzy and said, you know, I like you. I think you're going to stay, but I want to vote to keep Felicia because I like both of you. Because it was the case where you have two nominees who the House likes both people. There's not a clear person that they're going to vote out. They're both in alliances with most of the people. And uh, instead of Izzy saying, like, you know, I really appreciate if you vote for me or I understand that you got to do that, you know, I prefer you vote for me because I don't know where all the votes are going to go, says, I don't need your vote. I'm going to stay anyways. (laughs) Which is is not the way to play it. And I think uh, she might have then – I forget if she called her a bitch to her face or told somebody (laughs) else that she was being a bitch. But uh, so then America runs back to Corey and says, like, 
Izzy is being real cocky about this, and it seems like Izzy and Sari are kind of running everything. And then people started comparing notes and realized that Izzy and Sari are in, like, six different alliances that have everybody else in the house across all these alliances. So uh, everybody who wasn't Jared and Sari decided, like, yeah, we got to vote out Izzy because uh, they got they're a little too powerful over there. And uh, America also has a problem of she kind of tells everybody everything. So it got out that they were going to flip the vote when they didn't want to tell anybody they were going to flip the vote. And then Jared and Corey and Jag and Matt were all sitting in the have not room arguing about uh, who said what to who in terms of who was voting for who. And it was the uh, yeah, people were very excited about this week of Big Brother. And then Izzy got voted out and she also had a humiliation had a punishment from the veto competition. So she was wearing like a pig costume when she got voted out. So that was, fun too. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and uh, I will say for somebody who like, again, a week before was telling another person, don't take it personal. This is just a game says, I feel betrayed by these people and uh, refused to hug Cameron on the way out <laughs> because he got her evicted. And it's like, you, she, yeah, I never cared for Izzy because she seems like a hypocrite, and that's pretty much how it played out with her eviction, I would say. I- Izzy, uh, Izzy was the very uh, annoying lady who, wasn't she a flutist or a flautist or however they say flautist? Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. And her whole game seems to be, uh, like, it's hard to know how much of it is genuine, but, like, she considers herself almost like a daughter to Sari Fields at this point. <laughs> <laughs> And it is just crazy. Uh, and then, so then that was Thursday. She gets evicted. And then they have the wall competition Thursday night. And, uh, like, this is, there's not a lot of, like, heavy set, out of shape, older people competing. So I thought, this is going to be a great wall competition. And it was the second shortest one in Big Brother history. Wow. <laughs> and Jared won the HOH. Oh no! I, so yeah. Do, so do you think there's a chance a mother and son can win this? Um, I it's hard to tell because everybody's kind of figured out like, hey, it seems like Suri's number one person now is Jared. Now that Izzy's gone, and like you say, you look at those pictures; it's not like that hard to figure out. <laughs> there's and a Jared, definite resemblance between mother and son. <laughs> yeah. So Jared has been uh in a showmance with blue, the, uh, the Korean lady and told her at one point that he had a secret that his mom was in the house. Uh, mm-hmm. she may have thought it was Felicia, the other older black lady, but, um, so she knows that Sri, that Jared's mom is in the house. She <laughs> may or may not trust Jared, but it seems like they're going to figure it out soon, but who knows? Yeah. Huh. But yeah, the the real concern now is uh, Jared has nominated America and Corey, and uh, I'm a little concerned that America might be get, getting voted out this week. Well, uh, it's probably for the best. She needs to get away from that kid. If uh, you know she that is for the best. It'd be better if he was voted out. But I think <laughs> if it's true. the two of them, yeah. it's it's going to be her and not him most likely. Get her away from Alex. And, uh, get him out of there. Yeah, the other big uh, announcement was their. I guess they normally have nine jury members for the last number of years, but uh, there's only going to be seven juror members. So that's everybody good. in the house thought, 
thought this would be the last pre-jury eviction. And then uh, really told them, like, nope, you guys got two more evictions before anybody's on the jury. Yeah, nine's, nine's so, too big. It should always be seven, right? Nine's always. Yeah. <clears throat> so. And then uh, next week is also a double eviction, so that'll be fun. Oh. Do they know it's a double eviction? No, they won't know until Thursday. Yeah, I always like when they spring it on them. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Right, uh, I mean, you have to hear the stupid announcer be like, it's double eviction night, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it sounds like this is a pretty good season from everything you tell us. Yeah. This has been a good season outside of the incredible advantage of Jared and Sari being related and nobody knowing. <laughs> but do you think they're going to do something like the production will like do something to rat them out? Like maybe leave clues or something? I could see them doing that. Oh, yeah. On, uh, I don't remember if it was the Reddit or the Twitter, but uh, there were people theorizing that production may have tipped off Sari that she was about to get blindsided because – None of the people who were going to flip the vote had said anything to anybody about flipping the vote. Sari goes up to the DR and comes back, or and all of a sudden they're asking questions about, I don't feel so sure about this vote anymore. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, Fucking production. Getting involved. Yeah. All right. So there it's, you go. Uh, the yeah. Big Brother update. It's been a good season. You should uh, check back in, but, you know. Eh, yeah, Jack, we're saying we need something. Well, you can't watch it. Yeah, nope. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Always forget that. You could just go down to Radio Shack and buy an antenna. Okay. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> uh, yeah, I really uh, haven't been watching much. Just uh, usual crap and uh, MMA stuff. Yeah, uh, Sean Strickland beat Israel at Asanya. Like that's that was hilarious. But you guys just don't care, right? Uh, Ooh. no. Right. No. <laughs> I, did, I think I did eyes. see a clip of that. It was a huge upset. Like, not one okay. single MMA expert thought Strickland, not only did they think he could win, they thought there's no chance of him winning. Like, there was no possible way he could win. Like, no one gave him a chance. And mm-hmm. he, he, he just outboxed him for five rounds and dominated him. Yeah. So it's pretty great. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, not much else. All right. Do you want to take a spinner on the conspiracy world? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I was telling uh, Jack yesterday, uh, yeah, Tuffy, I don't know, some big stuff in Mexico. Yeah, I don't know if you heard of this, Tuffy, but uh, <laughs> earlier in the week, uh, Mexican Congress had a hearing and they brought out some aliens. I, yeah, I did. Just, I did hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the pictures of the aliens, Tuffy? I did not. I don't feel like I need to see the pictures uh, were, to know that they're not aliens. They're very <laughs> small. And they kind of look like ET-ish because they got like bigger heads, but they're like elongated. Like uh, there's depth to them, like ET's head, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, but they're very small, skinny body, skinny arms. Uh, like when I say small, I mean like I don't. They look like maybe two feet. They're very tiny, and they're supposedly uh, like uh, mummified bodies of these aliens. That, allegedly a thousand years old. They found them in some sort of a mine down in uh, the Mexico area. And so they presented this, this ufologist guy named Jaime Mauser, I believe uh, was his name. And he presented it to Congress and they, they took this all very seriously. And he, he said he had all these tests and data and like uh, they, they ran all these uh, things on it. And they found that the, the, the bodies had 70% unknown DNA. But, uh, oh, 
thirty percent okay. human DNA. If it's a thousand years old, how much DNA yeah. is going to be preserved? This is all bullshit. This guy's a cl- <laughs> this guy. He doesn't. <laughs> this this guy's kind of known as a has been known as a hoaxer in the past, and I guess in two thousand eighteen he was trying to push the same thing. So the only real question is why is the Mexican Congress having these hearings and then inviting him <laughs> there? So one of the possible solu- reasons for this, of course, the, the global uh, UFO panic, it seems that the uh, U.S. is trying to push. But the other one is, uh, I guess, Mexico just passed some law giving the military more control over the airspace and they can patrol the the air now more than they could in the past. And they're saying they're using this UFO stuff to scare people that, hey, we need to be paying closer attention to the skies here with these. Uh, but I don't know if that's part of it or not. But, yeah, it, it's obviously bullshit. And if you saw the pictures, you could see that, yeah, this is clearly bullshit. This guy just made these in a shed in his backyard somewhere with, like, uh, yeah. paper mache and uh, Play-Doh. Uh, it, it is goofy. So that was the big speaking alien. Of, uh, speaking of the UFOs, I saw Starlink satellites this week. Ah, fly across right. the sky. That was kind of neat, but uh, yeah, it is a bit disorienting at first to see a string of lights streaking across the sky in a line. But yeah. that's how they're going to control everybody. Them little satellites flying along. Old Elon Musk, everybody's buddy, but uh, putting those up yeah, there he for seems a reason. Like the worst. <laughs> Putting those up there for a reason. All right, so uh, what else uh, besides the little uh, Mexican UFO alien guys? I guess NASA was supposed to have a, some sort of a hearing or a meeting yesterday about UFOs, but I didn't really hear anything about it. So I'm guessing nothing came out. And yeah, yeah I don't see any posts on it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still on the scholarly research site. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> got your priorities. There's a picture of Ryan. There's no, uh, <laughs> no alien yeah, talk that- on there. I gotta say, cause they were showing, they showed a clip of something, I think, where they showed Riley walking out of she got evicted. And we really got robbed this season <laughs> by her being the second person kicked out of the house. Uh, hey, I'm looking at the conspiracy subreddit now. There's a picture of Greta getting arrested in Malmo. That Greta girl, you know? And, uh, Thurnberg? Yeah, but she's a little actress that they are. And they show from a different perspective and you can see it's clearly a photo op. Like there's just, it's all staged. Yeah. It's just it's not an actual protest of any sorts. And she's just acting like it's a big deal. Um, oh, what happened in New Mexico is not an accident. It was a test run. Democrats want to create a new amendment to abolish the Second Amendment. What happened in New Mexico? I don't know. The uh, governor issued some executive order that said you weren't allowed to open carry guns in Albuquerque or something. Oh, OK. All right. And then the sheriff said, I'm not enforcing that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, why is nobody in government taking inflation seriously? Well, because they don't give a fuck about you. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For one reason. It's not a conspiracy. Yeah. The system's not broken. The system is built to work like this. Uh, <laughs> who knew the sun is so important? All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, everyone. Yeah, I think that's sarcasm. But I guess someone asked uh, Chat GPT, uh, UV rays influence health in several ways, aside from vitamin D production, immune system regulation, mood and mental health, skin health, blood pressure, bone health, circadian rhythm, eye health. 
Okay. Yeah, all right. So I don't know. I guess this guy's just uh, making a post to uh, talk about the joys of the sun. I don't know. That's why I go shoot hockey every day. Man, I went out there today. I went like uh, four days this week. I don't think it went Monday. It rained or something. But uh, today I woke up. I just felt terrible. I'm so sore. So sore. And uh, But I'm like, no, I'm going to go. And I'm driving out there. So I'm driving out there. And I see there's like uh, a guy and two little kids and then another guy down at the other end. So I'm like, oh, there's people there I can't shoot. Damn, you know, acting like I'm disappointed, even though I wasn't because I'm so sore. <laughs> but I, I, I park anyway. And I'm like, well, I'll go for a little walk or something. And so I, I walked up a hill. I actually like to run up the hill, you know. You know, that's something. Yeah. And, and then, uh, but then I'm walking down, the, the little kids and their dad left. So now there's time. So I, I, I could shoot. And I was like, fuck. I shoot. I'm so <laughs> sore. So sore. I yeah. don't know. Good God. But, I, I uh, got the same thing going on, Mike Dell. But, uh, you know. I, I got to tell you, I, I didn't feel old until 48. Once you hit 48, I feel so fucking old. I, I, Tuffy, I yeah. might be, I might be a guy in an old Mike Dale costume right now. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Or an old guy in a Mike I mean, Dale I costume. Went, uh, I went rollerblading a couple times this week, and it feels like my hamstring is about to, like, snap if I bend over. <laughs> oh, no. That's not good. That's, uh... Uh, all right, so here's another post. Uh, gather around, everyone. Today I'm going to tell you about Turkey's most mysterious event. And I looked at this a little earlier, and it's a very long post. I didn't read all of it, but basically they they're connecting the dots here. And they're saying that uh, there's some incident in Turkey where, like, a researcher found something, like some old school Bible uh, religious relic, like a copy of an old Bible or something. And people got murdered because of it. And okay. the, the Vatican is doing everything they can to get it back. So that's interesting. Maybe that'll be something worth exploring. Um, yeah. I don't know, but uh, Google up uh, Turkey, Vatican, and maybe you can read up about it. <laughs> so, all right. That, then, that uh, sounds like a Dan Brown novel, like it's going to be a Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> and then someone says, worst COVID mandates are around the corner. Uh, here's a World Trade Center 7 post. Uh, here's another one. It feels like everything is going to shit. Yeah, that's pretty much right. Yeah. Yeah, which sure does. Um, the reporter the BBC hired to disprove conspiracy theories not approved by the status quo has been caught lying on her resume. Okay. Well, uh, this isn't a conspiracy, but that reminds me. Did you see the um, there's a candidate for Congress, I think, somewhere. East Coast-ish, that uh, it came out that she was doing live sex videos with her husband on Chatterbait. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And when it was revealed that she had done numerous, numerous videos of her having sex on camera and was taking requests from people saying things like, if you tip enough, I'll let my husband fuck me in the asshole. She said she's not going to be intimidated and she's not going to back down. And this is just blackmail. And it's like, no, it's blackmail. If you have like secret sex videos that people <laughs> turn out, if you were having public sex videos, that's just revealing information to people. <laughs> yes. Why? Well, I, I, that story slipped by me. 
Yeah, I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah. Yeah, I did not do uh, that much research into it, but uh, I wouldn't be disinterested in doing more research into the whole topic, but, you know. Uh, TSA agents are caught on surveillance cameras stealing from passengers' luggage at Miami International Airport. Yeah, I definitely believe that. The uh, MSM hit... MSM hit piece on Russell Brand incoming tomorrow night on UK TV. Brand releases a preemptive video on YouTube proclaiming his innocence. Grab your popcorn. Right. Do people need to do hit pieces on Russell Brand? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the forbidden book about the end of the world confiscated by the CIA. What are they hiding? Right. Uh, a book from 1965 that predicts a cataclysmic event. Earth's poles shifting, tsunamis, earthquakes, and even momentary halt in Earth's rotation. The wild part? The CIA took it. And when it resurfaced, it was shorter. What did they remove? I delved into this and made a video exploring the mystery. Given the discussions here, all right, well, I never heard anything about that. All right, here's a uh, one. A beauty brand companies like Dove cater to fat people and fat pride because fat people are physically larger and thus have to use more of their products. <laughs> I mean, they'll buy more. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a good conspiracy. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Jank, uh, you still with us? Do you have any thoughts on the fat people and soap? Yeah. I think we lost Jag. He's probably making a pit stop. Or he passed out with tequila. Yeah, we lost Jag. He yeah. just dropped off. Sure, he'll be yeah. back. Oh, I think he's back. Jag! Hello? Can you hear me now? Yes, yes, yes. We can All right. You. Yeah, I thought you uh, passed out from the tequila again. But you're still with us. <laughs> it's always a possibility. Hey, hey did you ever have the day. Rocks tequila? Terra, what is it called? Terramana? Hear me soon. Uh, no. <laughs> Can't say that I have. Did you hear the conspiracy about fat people and soap? Yeah. That just makes good sense. <laughs> yeah. That's smart business. Uh, here's someone says, thinking about leaving my homeland due to utter incompetence of our political leadership and demoralization yeah. of general populace. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much anywhere. Yeah. yeah, where are you going to find some a country that doesn't have incompetent <laughs> political leadership? And then uh, this is what comes up when you search "frazzled rip" in your browser, and it's like a shadowy picture of Hillary Clinton because that was the rumor years ago that there is a file called "frazzled." Uh, I thought it was "drip," but "frazzled rip," where basically it's Hillary having sex with kids or something. And uh, oh no. But it never – so it's more like an urban legend at this point. But, uh, yeah, they were doing all kinds of stuff to those kids too, you know, kind of like a true detective situation. Yeah. Uh, last three men acquitted in Whitmer kidnapping plot, chock full of FBI meddling. Right. <laughs> what do you think about the bioweapons manufacturing facility undercovered at Reedley being financed by Johnson & Johnson? I don't know much about that either. I don't know. There's not too much here. Uh, it's really striking my fancy in the conspiracy world. Uh, Damn it, conspiracy kids. Get your 
fingers out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. There was one, uh, <clears throat> I saved some, uh, post. Let me check. There was one, someone posted, uh, they're hiding a color from us. That, uh, <laughs> there's a color. What? That they don't tell us about. His name is <laughs> Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can find it here. Yeah, oh, hidden color. Is the government hiding a secret color? Here it is. <laughs> this color doesn't appear anywhere in nature or anywhere. Hey, guys. <clears throat> I recently heard of this conspiracy that the government is hiding a color that can uh, see energy balls slash ghosts. It's called Dysolin. And according to who I heard it from, it was made by a man during World War II. He made a color that he would put in between the lenses of a pair of glasses and then he would put it on. He would see red orbs above the dead body of the soldiers, dead bodies of the soldiers. When he died, the U.S. government raided his lab and found the color of notes he had about it. And they took all the proof of it. The only way we know about this color, according to the person who told me, is that he wrote it down in his journal. I'm not 100 percent sure where you can <clears throat> find this journal, but it's not on the deep web or the clear web. I almost forgot the name of the dude that I also forgot the name of the dude that made the color and his journal name. All right, this guy sounds like an idiot. But when you look down uh, <laughs> through the post, apparently there are many other replies to this. And uh, uh, here's another reply on, on this thread. Wasn't there also a really big story about soldiers in Vietnam getting night vision for the first time and they saw ghosts and other supernatural beings? And then someone responded to him. The story was they saw flying gargoyles, a.k.a. demons, flying beside the, their airplanes and that the beings looked confused as humans could see them. All right. I don't know. Uh, I think the story came from Cliff High. I don't know who that guy is. He mentions that his dad was the commander of a troop in Vietnam that tried out those goggles. I believe it came up during his interview on Forum Borealis about Antarctica. And they gave a link to that. Uh, but apparently there is a uh, – this person was close. Uh, the official name of this thing is uh, Dice uh, – it's D-I-C-Y-A-N-I-N. Dice Yannon. Yeah, I don't know. How would you pronounce that? Dice Yannon. But it's a chemical that uh, it's used for. Uh, what's it used for? Treating something? I don't know. But, but it's a chemical. And they say if you make classes with it, you can see auras around people's bodies and you can see ghosts and stuff and demons. But uh, the reason I don't believe it, though, is because people sell these on Amazon for like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing it's not real. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. I like the idea of a secret color. <laughs> what would that even look like? Imagine <laughs> secret color. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, hey, DC would just have another Green Lantern. They found another color. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. That's that means... what they've been waiting for. Is it possible uh, this person who made the post is just colorblind and doesn't know what like, green <laughs> or red are? That <laughs> could be, could be. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm looking through some other things. I saved. Where's the plane? The MH370 videos are real. I guess they, uh, there's someone doing a long post about that that plane that went down, and they said they found it, and they seem to think it was a an occult ritual sacrifice that everyone was murdered on that plane. I don't know. Huh. 
There is a town in Florida where only registered sex offenders live. <laughs> Yikes. That sounds, that sounds a great TV show idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> At least this is in Florida. Maybe the hurricane will just cleanse everything away. <laughs> yeah, this is from Time Magazine. Life inside a community of sex offenders. Miracle Village is the name of it. Hmm. Seems like an unfortunate name. Yeah. Doesn't really belie the danger that's lurking there. <laughs> Along southern Florida's Muck City Road, southeast of the state's massive Lake Okeechobee, and hidden among hundreds of acres of sugarcane, sits Miracle Village, population approximately 150. For decades, its tiny one-story residences housed migrants who worked in nearby sugar fields. Today, they house migrants of a different sort. Most of its residents are convicted sex offenders. Oh. Sophia Valiente, a 24-year-old photographer and resident of Florida since she was 10, began visiting the community in January 2013, spending a total of three months there, and then le- even living in the residential complex for several weeks. Was she sexually assaulted? That's the next question that needs to be asked. Yes, I don't know. Read up on that. Man, this gets pretty dark. I don't even want to read some of these quotes. All right. Yeah, we'll just move on from that. Oh, man. Uh, all right, here's a post I'd saved a long time ago. What is the deepest rabbit hole you've ever gone down? Let's see what some people say about this. Uh, not an especially deep dive, but started looking at the research facilities in Israel where a lot of our data comes from. Everyone claimed to be totally independent, but were funded by uh, U.S. foundations with certain ex-pharmaceutical members on the boards. And then someone responds, Israel gets real interesting with real in all caps. Uh, did you know virtually every operating system and security uh, software is developed there? The same with virtually every major CPU chip. All tightly controlled, all equipped with layers of backdoors, all used by 90% of the world. Look into Israeli inventions and look at the list. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, look into Israel. Uh, learning about old money and how the powerful families that control the world come from bloodlines that are literally thousands of years old. You never hear about them. They have entertainers who entertain you to keep themselves in the dark. They control history and the future. Hey, Tuffy, we did an obedient worker about the old bloodlines. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't time. everyone's bloodline technically hundreds of thousands of years old? Uh, yeah, but there's like, uh, like what is it, uh, 13 big families? But, uh, you know, you go to a Rothschild family picnic, they're, lo- they're not letting you in, Tuffy. You know, they're not letting you in. So. Yeah. Very Let me select- ask you this. Yeah. Where do the Pritzkers fall into that? I don't know the Pritzkers, but uh, they are not one of the big uh, family names, so. Don't know them. Yeah, because uh, one of them is our governor here in Illinois, and oh. another one I saw in the newspaper today was appointed to be the economic advisor for rebuilding the Ukrainian economy. Oh, no. That's a money laundering operation. Yeah. yeah, she was the Secretary of Commerce under Obama, and now Biden's put her in charge of rebuilding the Ukrainian economy, which I don't know why you're doing that now, because it seems like the economy's not quite ready to be rebuilt yet, but 
Who knows? Uh, I just want to talk about CIA drug running. Of course, we all know that. Uh, aliens are demons in a disturbing is uh, a disturbing deep dive. Yeah, some people think aliens are actually demons. And Aleister Crowley famously drew a picture of a demon, and it looks very much like a gray alien. So that always ties that thing together there. Um, what else here? We're talking about aliens. Uh, Saturn worship in the black cube. We've talked about that. Um, DMT. Yeah, we've talked about DMT. I don't know. Not too much. Nothing really good. Do you have any conspiracy yeah. questions you would like to ask? Uh, <laughs> Mike Dell, what is your, what is the deepest rabbit hole you've gone down? Oh, that's a good question. Good question. Uh, well, probably the whole child trafficking thing, right? I mean, yeah, that yeah, fucked me up pretty good. Yeah, your life, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was not a pleasant experience, and it kind of changed how I looked about our whole world. Yeah, so that wasn't good. Um, yeah, uh, a fun one, or at least a uh, I, the one conspiracy I looked into where I went in thinking there's no way this is true at all. This sounds ridiculous. Uh, but then though you dig into it, it's like, oh yeah, this, I believe this is that the government whacked John Lennon. I, I think, yeah, I think that was all. <laughs> we did a yeah. segment on it years ago on the show, but yeah. I remember looking into it. I'm like, why would they kill John Lennon? And I said, like, oh yeah, yeah, they killed John Lennon. <laughs> it was basically just a dry run. <laughs> it was a dry run for the Ronald Reagan assassination attempt uh, not long after that. But they used the same techniques and, uh, the same connections to, government agencies and everything and it's like oh shit and like the fbi was following john lennon they had a whole document government paper trails on john lennon they'd always been following him and they were they were all mad because he was starting to rile up the people um yeah there was like some sort of protest he did in michigan about i don't know if it was auto workers or something but they took note of that and they were very disturbed by him having the power to incite the people so yeah i 100 percent believe he was assassinated by the Agents of the government. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think what other ones were fun or interesting to look up back in the day. I really haven't done much research in years now because I just got so sad. <laughs> I just had to stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they did kind uh, of break Mike Dell with that child trafficking stuff. I, yeah, I used to, uh, four hours a day pretty much, I would be researching stuff because I, when I woke up, I would read like an hour various things and uh like during dinner i'd read then at night i'd read a couple hours and i just was taking in a lot of information and uh it kind of just uh made me very sad very sad so i don't know yeah but there's a color that the government is hiding <laughs> yeah it's called gary it's pretty good <laughs> all right well anything else to discuss or are we done here i guess that's the show yeah I'd say so. I think so. Unless you want to talk about Mario Golf 64. Eh, <laughs> good. good. Tempting as that is. All right, Tuffy. Well, have a good trip up to Michigan there, Tuffy. And uh, so now this is done for the season. You'll be on the show every week now going forward. No more playing grab ass. Uh, uh, well, I got to go to Disney in a month or so. Uh, so that'll be one missed. <laughs> uh, and two weeks from now. I got to go up to Chicago because I got to work on Saturday up there. Uh, so I'll be at my parents' house Friday night. So that's always kind of an iffy proposition of like, 
trying to explain to them what's happening for three hours <laughs> on a Friday night. Yeah. So yeah. I might I might play that one by ear. If you've got any special guests, you can line up. All right, we'll see. Uh, the Edge should be here next week. Jank, uh, Flea Market Fantasy, we recorded one last night. And, uh, well, there's a Superman up there right now with Detective Chimp. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Go check it. Put up a Detective Chimp video today. A couple of them, actually. And uh, people can go check those out. Next week, oh, All-Star Squadron. We just recorded that mm-hmm. last night. All-Star Squadron. Sure did. So that's something. All right, anything else, Jank, uh, you would like to uh, plug? Or promote? Uh, uh, no, not at the moment. All right. That's about it. We're getting close to 100 subscribers on the uh, the Blue Market Fantasy channel, right? Yeah, Tuffy, we're at 96. We're away, Tuffy. Hey, why yeah. don't you, when you get up there to the lake with all your family members, why don't you get them all the, uh, to subscribe to Flea Market Fantasy? Just, uh, yeah. I don't think they have YouTube profiles. Either, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> yeah, we're at 96. 96. Yeah. Still posting the TikToks on that one? No, I gave up on the TikToks. TikToks. I gave up on the TikToks. (laughs) I just, it hurt my brain every time I logged in that there's some stupid video that like automatically starts playing. Like, fuck this. I don't want it this into my brain. Uh, I can't get enough of that TikTok. I've been there for an hour. It's stolen. All right. So until next week, pass the Mochichi, Governor Gabby. Thank you very much.